Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Man, I want to I tell you, I am having the time of my life. Um, I'm preaching now again, back in healing school, laying hands on the sick, seeing the Lord work miracles, going to the stand every night, getting to sit. I, I'm sitting in a, what are they, a beach chair? What do you call it? A camping chair? It's more comfortable than any church chair I've ever sat in in my life. And um, things are just good. I'm grateful to the Lord for the ability to preach and do what I was called to do. You know, there's a place of fulfillment. I was talking to someone earlier, a pastor, and uh, I just said, you know, I, 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 I really like to work. He was talking about working. He's like, do you feel like you're the type of person that you know, gets happy when you get things done? And I said, I really like to work. I said, vacationing is kind of tough for me. It's a challenge. Work comes naturally. And he looked at me. He's like, finally, I met someone like myself. He said, I have trouble going on vacation. You know, there's a place in God where God, doing what God has called you to do, where, where there's just fulfill, fulfillment, where you're not looking for time off. Yes, there's times your body needs to rest and you can, you know, sleep in sometimes, but there's a place where like you're motivated and there's a fuel to do far greater than the fuel to just take it easy. You know, it's a teenager thing to just want to take it easy all the time. And it's a, and it's a, it's a generate, you know, it's kind of a weird generational thing of like, oh, you know, I need my downtime. I need to unwind from the day. So people, you know, work and, and do all these things that they don't really feel like doing to get home and just chill, right? Oh, I need to chill. There's a place when you're doing what God has called you to do where there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. Yes, it's labor. Yes, it's effort. But this is what I was born to do because there's a purpose behind it. But I wanted to just tell you that. Um, to tell you that I'm having the time of my life. So um, you can too. If you call in the next 30 minutes, we'll double your order. Twice the purpose for just pay shipping and handling. All right. Uh, Romans 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The devil looks... To, to, to extract the power from the gospel. But as, a, as messengers of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we have to keep at the forefront of our heart, at the forefront of our mind, at the forefront of the message, that the gospel isn't just a good story. The gospel isn't just a set of moral values. The gospel isn't just history. The gospel isn't just a, a religion. It isn't just a, a, a list of do's and don'ts. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. The preaching of the gospel is what set men's, sets men free. The Bible says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. There are people who come and they hear the gospel and in hearing the gospel, the gospel sets them free. There is power in the proclamation of the gospel. And I know that's simple, but people can easily lose sight of it. They, they, they go off and they're trying to get this thing over here and this thing over there and do this program. There's, there's something about the pure, unadulterated word of God, good news of Jesus Christ. When you preach about the blood of Jesus, when you preach about the cross, when you preach about the resurrection, when you preach about the power of God, that, it, that there's a 
tangible presence of God that comes to destroy the works of the devil. This is God's weaponry. You know, the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The devil comes to get people addicted. The devil comes to lie to people. But the gospel, when it's proclaimed, and when it's proclaimed boldly, you know, the gospel was meant to be proclaimed boldly. I had someone say, they heard me preach, and I was doing a, it was a, it was like a business, um, it was to a group of business people. And he said, man, I felt it. You really preached hard. And I said, well, you either preach boldly or you don't, you don't preach at all. You know, the gospel is never meant to be. Okay, guys, well, today we're going to take a look at what the gospel means for our life. You know, there's lessons you can learn, but the gospel is first not about social justices. The gospel is that the devil has set up a plan for the human race, and the gospel is what's there to destroy it. When Jesus left, he said, I'm leaving you the Holy Spirit. Now go into all the world and preach the gospel. It is the weaponry that destro- it brings light to darkness. And so you as a believer, you look in your own life. Don't let the devil discourage you. Don't let the devil convince you that, oh, this thing that you're dealing with, you're just going to have to struggle with it. Oh, this addiction, this 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 dominion that sin has had over you, oh, you just have to struggle with it. Oh, you know, this eating disorder, you just have to struggle with it. Oh, this thing of lying, you just have to struggle with it. Oh, there's some, you know, this it's a generational thing. It's a, you know, I don't care what it is. It's not a generational thing. It's a sin thing. The, the root of all sickness, the root of all disease, the root of all, all affliction comes from sin. It is because of the devil's plan for the human race that there's sickness, that there's disease, that there's eating disorders, that there's dysfunction in families, that there's rejection. And so it's the gospel that's the power of God. It comes to set men free. It is not something you come and just hear and, oh, that was a great message, and maybe I'll take some notes. You must expect to be impacted by the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you could see into the spirit realm, it's a force. The gospel is a force for good. It's a force to restore peace. It's a force to restore health. It's the force that it carries the very, it is the very power of God to a lost world and a dying world. And that's why it's not just to say, hey, you know, during this time of, of, uh, injustice and everything that's going on. It's not just to say, yeah, you know, you can say the gospel is the solution, but the reason why is because it carries the ability to transform someone from death to life. It's the only, the heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart. And the only remedy for the, for wickedness in the heart of man is the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's no 10 step program. You know, people go and, oh, I need to get delivered from this. People go to Alcoholics Anonymous and some people can it can help them. But but the addiction there will just transfer. They'll go from that addiction to addicted to pornography, to addicted to, to painkillers, to, you know, it's, it's, there's sin and sickness are spiritual. So the gospel comes to dispel. So what you can't do as a believer is just settle down into being okay with what the devil has done in your life. Yeah, you know, my marriage is failing. No, you decide, bless God, I'm going to fight for my marriage. Oh yeah, you know, my health, it's just always been this way. You have to choose to fight. My, my job as a messenger of the gospel of Jesus Christ is to stir you up to fight again. It's not time to lay down and accept. I don't care how much time has passed. It's time to stand up and to fight. You fight. The Bible says resist the devil and he'll free from you. That doesn't just mean wait it out. That means that means uh, that means uh, attack. That means go after. That means actively fight the devil. You show I'm not backing down. You know, there's a way that you can make the devil pay. 
and you choose to do that. You know, one of the ways to do that is by preaching the gospel. You have to decide to be a fighter. If you as a Christian never decide to be a fighter, you'll always be one of those Christians that sides with, you know, we never know why it's, you know, life's a mystery and good things happen and bad things happen. And why do bad things happen to good people? You know, God allowed it to teach me a lesson where you, where people have to look, you know, the gospel is clear. The devil has come to steal, to kill and to destroy. Jesus said, but I'm come to give you life and life in abundance. So you should look and say, is it destruction? Then the devil did it and it's time to fight back. But people have to come up with reasons why. You know, I know my aunt died and she was, she wanted to live and she was 57, but the Lord's using this. You know that people have to come up with weird theologies, but just simply because they, they don't man up and fight as a child of God. The Bible says, put on the whole armor of God. Why do you put on armor? You put on armor because it's time to go to war. You take off your armor when it's time for rest. It's time now to put on armor. It's time now to engage in prayer. It's time now to preach the gospel like never before. I pray that if you're hearing me and you've been timid to share the gospel, that you have a circle of friends who you've, the only gospel that you share is to say, bless you, or Jesus loves you or you know, something like that, that there's a boldness that comes on you that says, listen, I'm not willing that my friends don't hear the gospel from me. They're not going to church yet. I've been inviting them for a long time. They haven't come to small group. They're on their way to hell. At least I can get it off my chest to tell them, hey, do you know what? I have to tell you this. I, I consider you my friend. And so as a Christian, I believe the rapture is going to take place. This is how you do it. I believe the rapture is going to take place. What that means is there's a day coming. The Bible promises that Jesus is going to come and rapture the church. And so what that means is people living for God by accepting Jesus will be raptured. Overnight, millions and hundreds of millions of people will disappear and we will go to be with God. And then there'll be a seven-year period of time called the tribulation. And those who will be left behind will endure the worst time in the history of the world. But because you're my friend and because I'm a Christian, I have to share this with you because if I don't, I'm not a true friend. So I have to tell you that the way you're living without Christ is going to lead to a lost eternity. It'll lead to missing the rapture. But if you make a decision to receive Christ, the Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It doesn't matter what color you are, what age you are. It comes down to a belief in your heart. I'm not willing to go with the world. I'm choosing to serve Jesus. I know you, you know, people think, I wish someone else could preach to them to me. No, it's your responsibility. They're your friends. You know, every witnessing to anyone else after you've witnessed to your friends will be easy. It'll be easier to walk up to a famous person. You walk walk up to Jay-Z and say, hey, I want to tell you God loves you and he's got a plan for your life. And you could, you could share the gospel. Why? Because the ones that are closest to you, it's the hardest. But you have a responsibility. I pray God emboldens you that the next time you see him, hey, just so you know where I stand, I'm a Christian. I believe the Bible wholeheartedly. And you may not see things the way I do, but I'm, if, if I was your friend and I didn't tell you, it would be wrong of me. I believe this with all my heart. So, that, so if I don't tell you, it means I'm a chicken or I'm not a good friend and I'm neither. So I need to tell you. You know, there was an atheist. I think it was one of those pen and teller. He said, any person who's an actual Christian who doesn't share the gospel, it's a shame. 
Because if you truly believed it, then you would act on that. And so there's coming a time now. I want to tell you, there's not many days left. But the only remedy for this generation, the only remedy for this world, is the gospel of Jesus Christ going forth. The Bible says that for us, God has committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. So, you know, I didn't plan to say this when I started, but I want to encourage you to two things. If there's ever been a time to be a person who shares the gospel with other people, it's now. If there's ever been excuses before, there are no excuses now. The next thing is to continue in prayer. I know you may not see immediate results from your prayer, but your prayer, prayers like God, let confusion come in the the camp of the enemy. Let any demons assigned to, to, to bring disorder, I cancel their assignment. Let the hidden things of darkness be brought to the light. You continue in prayer. Lord, let the wheels fall off Pharaoh's chariots. Father, let the church of God arise. Give me boldness to preach your word. You engage in heartfelt, hot prayer towards God. Now is the time. You know, you, there's not coming a day where your life's going to, you'll be set ablaze. There's not, you're not waiting for a day. Oh, you know, I'm just waiting for a day that God sets me ablaze. You choose. Today's the day to choose. And so there's things God will require of you. But you choose. Being on fire for Jesus doesn't happen automatically. It's actually you have to swim upstream to stay on fire. So for those of you who've stayed on fire, who love the Lord, who are givers, who tithe, who go after the things of God, who witness, who are a light in dark places, I commend you. I praise the Lord for you. I praise the Lord that I'm not the only person. You know, there's, a, there's an army of God's people, but now's the time. You don't pace yourself for 100 years when it comes to being on fire. You live like 2020, and it sure looks like it. I mean, on the outside, this looks like the last year that the church will be on the earth. I don't think it is, but it looks like it. You, you go like things are coming to an end quickly that you can give an answer to God for your life. I love you. I, I, I want to see you have a reward in heaven. But not only that, if you're not on fire now, you will be swept away. You'll get caught up. There are people, good, well-meaning Christians, getting caught up with social justice issues. You can leave that to other people. Your life's mission isn't to end racism. If you actually want to do a put in dent in racism, you preach the gospel. It doesn't matter. I'm from South Africa. There was apartheid. The black people were oppressed by the white people. The colored people were oppressed by both the black people and the white people. Now apartheid's over. And now there's retribution. There's been 20 plus 30 years of retribution. Black people killing white people. But then what happens? The white people are starting to move. And there's still plenty of them there. But what starts to happen? Other African countries come in. And now it's, it's the South Africans, the black South Africans killing the, the blacks from another country. Racism is not the problem. Color does not matter. Every country you go to, you can find a minority group. It, it's not a color thing. It's the wickedness in the heart of man. People hate God and people hate people. And the devil hates God and he uses people to destroy the people made in God's image. It is, the t- it is the time now to be on fire for God, to serve God wholeheartedly. The gospel carries the power. You don't know what two minutes of sharing the gospel with your family, with your friends will do. 
The, the weight is not on your personality. It's not on you being a good speaker. The weight is on the gospel. As a friend of yours, this is what you say, as a friend of yours, I have to tell you that God loves you and he has a plan for your life. And if you don't choose to serve Jesus, you will not go to heaven. And I say that because I love you. And I say that because you have to make a decision. No one goes to heaven on accident. You go there on purpose. You do that. And the gospel carries the weight to let to, for the light to shine. The gospel is the power of God under salvation. It is time. It's time now. I pray, I pray that God gives you boldness in this hour to do what he's called you to do. Bless you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Let's go win the world to Jesus. Why don't we? Love you.